This is Frankly Speaking Podcast. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome back, Frankly Speaking Podcast family, to a new episode. I'm your host, Frank G, and was away for a little bit. You probably missed me. I hope you did. I missed you all. I missed making the podcast. Uh, going forward, there there won't be any uh, hiatus for a little while. So, uh, in that time, I will let you know that I have not been idle. So what I have done in the time that I was away from the podcast, I was able to again, put aside my ego and allow creativity to work through me. And with that, I was able to create a online digital bookstore that sells eBooks. And it's live and I'll link to the website where you can go to the bookstore. And on the bookstore, what you'll find is ebooks that touch on some of the topics that I've talked about so far on the podcast. So those ebooks will be a good source of basic information pertaining to different topics for those of us who have haven't heard of some of the topics that were covered or those of us who have but just want a starting point of somewhere that you can get information and it's not going to be as if someone's like talking at you because the way those ebooks are writ or written oh, sorry written is very understandable, very digestible, and and it's kind of like a walkthrough. Some some of them anyway. And for example, there's one that's called the Morning Ritual, and the Morning Ritual ebook also comes with a checklist. And in that checklist, the checklist is for you to utilize as you're reading through the ebook, as it talks about the importance of having a good morning ritual or, you know, a good morning routine, you know, and how important that is. And they say, you know, we hear a lot that, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I mean, it can, it depends on what you do in your life. However, a morning ritual is way more important than the breakfast because your morning ritual is something that you do. That's going to get you ready to do, to have life for that day, you know, regardless if you're going to work, or if you got the day off or if you don't work or whatever you want to do that day, that morning rituals is still going to set you up for success going forward in the next, you know, 12 hours of that day. Right. You know, for example, uh, my morning ritual is I wake up, I have a cup of water sitting next to my bed. I drink that. I put life in my body as soon as I wake up. 
then I do my yoga, I do my meditation, and I go on about my day, whatever it is, you know, that day has for me. And that's what I do every morning. And I can tell you, you wake up, you know, when I wake up every morning, I don't always want to, you know, I always want to drink the water, but I don't always feel like doing my yoga or sometimes I don't even feel like meditating sometimes, but I do it anyway, because I know the importance and what it's going to bring to me in the long run, not just in that day, but for years and days to come, weeks to come down the line to have that discipline. And that's part of what having a successful morning ritual is all about is creating that discipline. in your life going forward. So I would suggest checking that one out if that's something that you feel as though you can benefit from or if it's something that you even struggle with and that's something that you want to overcome. So that again is uh, Foresight Digital Bookstore. It will be sort of like a, a companion store to Frankly Speaking Podcast, you know, and I hope you all check it out. Tell your family and friends about it, you know, and, you know, get yourself started on wisdom building. And that's why I named it foresight, because foresight is pretty much a synonym to wisdom. Well, it is. And, you know, when you're able to have good base information about whatever it is that you're looking at, you're able to have a more direct path to wisdom. And that's the whole goal of even this podcast is to create and facilitate growth of wisdom, you know, so that's one thing, so that's, that's what I've been doing as I've been away from the podcast, also, there's been some growth, a lot of growth in who I am, and I giggle a little bit because I was just thinking at the same time as I'm, as I was saying that, I'm thinking, I am, I have grown so much even since the first podcast and you know being a little scared to start the podcast you know I've talked about that a few times in a you know past episodes and even till now when I look back over the last 15 16 episodes has been I can actually see progress in the way the podcast is set up in the way, the confidence in, in how I speak. And I just want to, you know, say that it, it's a beautiful thing when you can look back over your own life and see that you are the man or the woman that you say you are, you know, and being able to learn myself and continue to learn thyself has evolved me, especially over the last month and a half since I've been away from the podcast. I am not the same man that did the last episode. And that's just, I, I, you know, I'm just being real with you all now, you know, and I feel fantastic. I mean, I don't know what else to, how else to really explain it to you outside of, you know, the best thing you can do for yourself is to do the ego work and walk yourself through the stages of ego 
and do that work on yourself. You know, ego maturity is so important in this world for both men and women. Uh, I think that men per se, because as a, as a black man in America, I can honestly say the friends that I have, the black men that I come across, we have, we waste so much time and energy and life by not doing the required work on ourselves earlier. You know what I'm saying? And it it just, I, I, it's, it's hard to really explain it because honestly, I think that, and this is a thought that I was thinking about earlier before I even, you know, as I was setting up for the podcast, you know, honestly, I almost think this ego work stuff should be done probably starting around puberty time. And the reason why I say that is because the thing about, you know, puberty for a male and female, really, because they are different. However, they do have the same outcomes. So even though the male and female bodies go through a different uh, metamorphosis, so to say, the outcome is the same in in a in a respect that both the boy and the girl when they hit puberty they now become accessible to the spirit realm to the conscious realm you know and i think that's when the ego work needs to start you see because that is when you are able around 12, 13, that is when you become truly online. And now you are able to be influenced directly from, you know, spiritual energies. And I think that is one of the reasons why the teenagers seem to be off their rocker from time to time, you know, and as parents, you know, you're, you're like, you know, those of you who may have teenagers, you're like, yo, what is wrong with this kid? Or even the child, you know, even the teenager herself can't figure it out or herself can't figure it out. And I think that's because the influences now they're being thrusted into uh, a world that they don't even know exists for the first for, you know, firstly. Secondly. Now. Th- they have these influences directly impacting them that they can recognize and actually interact with, you know, unknowingly. But then again, their ego now is completely, almost complete, you know, in in the sense that it now has self-esteem. And I, and I think that's when, especially as, as men and, and, and black men, in particular, I think that ego work needs to happen then. Needs to start happening then. How, but unfortunately, we don't have those institutions set up in this society. You know, we don't have those institutions set up in the family either. 
You know, our families don't know anything about ego work. They don't know anything about, you know, being bombarded by, you know, spiritual energy or anything like that and puberty and another none of that. I mean, I didn't know this stuff until I started reading about it. So and that was well after I was out of high school. You know, so. I say all that to say. In the last month or two, two months, really. The the self-realization that I had. Is. So. It's so wonderful and beautiful to see and have that hindsight, you know, because a lot of people think that, you know, once you learn something and you have hindsight, that it's kind of it's kind of almost like a negative connotation to it as if, oh, you should have knew already type thing. Or like, oh, now now that you know, don't try to go back and fix it now. You should have done better. You know, you should have did better then. But it don't really work like that all the time. And I don't think it's designed to work like that. You know. And. As I said, it, it wastes so much time and energy. Trying to do this trial and error run that so many people have bought into as the way of life. They think that life is about trial and error. Like, oh, you got to try it and learn and learn by experience. No, you do not. That is not the only way to live life. And that never was the intention of life. Because, you know, as I said on this podcast, you know, many a times. uh, The natural state of being. Is abundance in all areas. So. You know, and what I mean by that is you should be as we're coming up as children and into adolescence, you know, into puberty and teenage years and so on and so forth. Excuse me. We should have access to elders that have the knowledge already and they should be passing down that knowledge. So what we should in fact be doing is gaining that knowledge and then expanding on such knowledge. So all of the knowledge that their life has accumulated, the child should now know by probably by teen years, if done correctly. So imagine a whole lifetime of someone that's 70 years old, all the wisdom and experience that they have, and they pass it down properly to their grandchildren. Now, imagine if that was you. Imagine your grandfather, your grandmother passing down their knowledge to you. Their, you know, totality of the things that they learned, that wisdom, that foresight. Now you have that wisdom as a teenager going forward. Imagine the drastic difference your life would be. You see, because Living life doesn't, ha- as I said, it's n- it does not have to be a trial and error. You can live life with wisdom because trial and error is the, it really, honestly, the lack of wisdom is trial and error. That's the only other way to go about it. It's just raw experience. But when you have wisdom in your life, you can forego all of that trauma and drama because now you have the wisdom you already know 
what could possible what the possible outcomes are so you don't have to handle it in a way as if you were nescient about the situation like you're going in with no knowledge at all which most of us had had to go through because our parents and grandparents they don't know shit you know they they was winging it too you know and and i think that is one of the pillars of destruction uh in the core family unit that unfortunately causes you know the the man man and women to suffer a lot because now they have to figure it out on their own and they're not figuring it out until late 30s 40s 50s and by that time they have had so much trauma well I don't even want to call it trauma but they have so much drama in their life that they it's it's I mean you see the damage yourself you can see the damage in your own life you can see the damage in your family's lives your grandparents your parents and so on and so forth you know you don't me trying to explain it is not you know going to do it any any justice because you can see it in your own life you know and over the last two months that's kind of what i have started to realize you know and then I, i'm at a space where i can finally separate my ego from my actual self my true self the self that's connected with all things in the universe you know the the self that identifies truth and what i mean by truth and i just want to define what i mean by truth on this podcast going forward so when you ever anytime you hear me say truth you'll know what i'm talking about when i say truth i mean that that does not change that is the definition of truth that i use there's no room for subjective truth. There's no, I mean, it's just something, truth is something that does not lend itself to change. If it changes, then it's not true. It's temporary. You see? So, for an, an example of that is, it's always going to be true that human beings need air to breathe. There's never going to be a time where, or in the past, where people didn't need air to breathe, to survive. It's always going to be true. Those are truths. So think about things like that in your life. Whatever you can pinpoint that has never changed or is not going to change, that is true truth in the universe. You see, anything that lends itself to change is not true. But change is true because change is constant. So truth is that which is constant. You know, there's no, you know, change itself is always going to be true because we know things change, right? But the thing that changes is not true. So it goes back to your ego and what I've been, you know, having a little bit of, uh, evolution in my ego changes from month to month year to year person to person 
So that means my ego is not real. It's not true. The thing that is true is the is the true self that witnesses the ego, that witnesses everything that's going around. And that's, you know, that soul, because that soul stands outside of time. It doesn't move. Your ego moves. Your body moves. Everything around you in this plane moves because it's temporary. It's honestly, it's not real. Because what happens when, you know, all of these things, you leave these things or they leave you and you transition out of this body. What's left? The thing that was already there and to begin with, which is the true you. That's so that true you is truth. It's constant. It can pick up another ego if it's, you know, reincarnated. It can pick up another ego if it goes on to do something else and incarnate into another physical thing. You see, so truth is that which is constant. And, you know, the one thing, you know, since I'm talking about myself in this respect, in terms of my own ego and my own journey, um, it's been true that the changes have brought me closer and closer to what I am and who I am. And as I was saying, I'm, I have been, have reached the point where I can separate who I really am, my true self, the inner self, the self that, which is nameless to versus, sorry, uh, my ego, which is Frank, which is, which is attached to relationships that has a, you know, that has a mother, that has a father, that has sisters, that has friends and, you know, that has flings and all, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that has a car house, all these things, right? That went to school, has degrees. That's all ego stuff, you know? And since we're on, since I'm on a topic, since I brought up attachment, it's a good, it's a good segue into uh, another thought that I was having prior to, you know, as I was warming up for the podcast, you know, maybe I should have just, you know, wrote a script for tonight, but I'm just going to freestyle tonight because it's my first one back in a while. And I just wanted to touch base with you all and let you know, I'm still here. You know, I'm still, I'm still thinking I'm still growing, you know, and we all have our own paths to take to get to the same realization of who and what we are you know but one of the things that I was thinking about prior to uh coming on tonight was the the idea of what is causing people to you know have such a hard time with focusing, you know, on them, on themselves, you know, what it, and what I, the thought that came in my head as I was sitting back thinking about that, cause I was, a, I was actually going to start a live to warm up, you know, on IG, but, uh, I did start it, but I ended up, you know, canceling it. And I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> 
but it, I thought about it and what came to mind was I wonder if this this welfare state that we live in is causing so much damage to not only the ego but to separate like to almost put a barrier up against the person and self actualization and what and the welfare state and what i mean is living in a living in a society that is almost rewarding those for you know not really putting any effort to do anything in their life you know it i mean you you have a a government system that kind of does everything for you for the most part for a lot of people in america more than half of the country is on welfare at some point of some sort too and you know i wonder if this push for you know the minimum wage to be increased for more money and you know government assistance such as these stimulus checks um i wonder if that's kind of getting in the way of what it what it means to have a human experience and what it means to work on yourself and do what you're supposed to do really but then on the flip side of that as i said in the beginning of the podcast the natural state of being is abundance so at the same time i see also see it as as it should be like you there should not be really i don't even think i mean it's almost to where do people really work you know need to work or should the whole entire system just be redone and there be some type of um you know aptitude to where you follow the path that you have an aptitude to you know and and will that eliminate because this illusion of choice is also something out of the welfare state you know oh you can try whatever you want to try don't worry about it we got you if you fail like that's not i mean i don't know it's almost like your parents holding your hand the whole time right and the, and the government is your parents and it's like oh okay you can you know you can do whatever you want you can fail we'll you know we'll make sure you survive and live give you a house with some food take care of your children for you etc cetera, etc cetera. so i wonder if you know this uh this welfare state is a double edged sword but mostly negative i think but on the other side of it i see it as so the third part of it i see it as as almost like a like a spiritual thing because i i follow the the idea of 
as above, so below, right? And whatever is happening in the spiritual realm mirrors this realm, this physical realm. So I wonder if these ideas, the way they're manifesting here means that there's spiritual movement happening within us and in the spiritual realm to where we are heading we are heading back to the future in in a in a sense where we are heading to a higher consciousness a higher spiritual plane where we don't have to worry about anything you know so to say we're re-entering into a high vibration period you know in our history again of this planet you know we're, we're as you know to say kind of going back to the future because if any of you have done any research on the high societies of the past you'll see that you know as you read some of that stuff or even if you listen to the lies and the watered downness of the National Geographic and the History Channel and all that kind of stuff. Even the bits, the small, small, small bits of truth that they do tell, it's very telling because it almost it almost suggests that those societies, such as the uh, ancient Africans, the ancient South Americans. The ancient Americans here, the Native Americans here, had a society in which everyone was taken care of regardless. You know, even though there was workers, you know, everyone, you know, they probably had some type of aptitude or whatever the case there, you know, however their hierarchy system worked. It seemed as if everyone was allotted a semblance of living regardless if you know what you were doing in life but i wonder if it's being taken and you know kind of flipped on its head and this what we're seeing now because the reliance on what's happening right now for example with these you know these stimulus checks i've never seen anything like it it's almost as if like the lottery thing but on a on a scale that's, you know, that was unpredictable, really. Like the amount of people that is that really are waiting for these stimulus checks rather than going out and getting a, you know, a job, an undesirable job to, you know, get themselves going. They'll just wait on these stimulus checks. Although it is our money, it's the tax money that you paid into the system. So I ain't mad at it. But at the same time, you know, it, it, it creates anxiety. You know, and. If I'm not mistaken, I think, you know, their Bible tells them not to be anxious for anything. Which is good, <laughs> it's good advice. You know. And and that's what I'm more concerned with what's going on with people, because it, it seems as if the last year has created so much anxiety. And we're seeing 
how anxiety deteriorates everything in its path. It's actually worse than fear because anxiety is, you know, fear comes out of anxiety. But anxiety is not necessarily fear and anxiety can erode the best things about yourself. It can erode the best things about people around you just coming off of you or coming off of them, per se. You know, because, again, anxiety is kind of like worry. It's not necessarily fear because people can worry and not be fearful. It's a very thin line, but it, it is, you know, it is possible and it, and it happens a lot. And I feel like this anxiety that people have now had people that has and so many people who have anxiety now that never had it before that are legitimately legit. If they were to go see a, a counselor or a therapist or psychologist, you know, a psyche can you say the word a psychiatrist, they would be diagnosed with anxiety and they will be prescribed anxiety medicine and they'd never had it before and it's literally destroying their lives and it's so sad to see because if you were able to know who you are and know what you are and be able to separate your ego because the ego is what has anxiety your soul has no anxiety you know, your, your soul is connected to all things in the universe. Your soul is, as I told you before, it's, it exists outside of time. So your ego is what is feeling anxiety. Your ego is what is feeling, you know, uncertain, uncertainty and fear and, you know, all of the th- you know, the demons that I laid out in episode nine. You know, and this is what I am creating the podcast for and the bookstore for to help you regain a sense of autonomy and self-realization, even at a basic level. I'm not trying to Yes, I can go a lot deeper with some of these things. No, I'm not a guru. No, I don't know all the answers. No, the answers that I made that I came across that helped me may not help you. However, I can still try because I do follow the principle that the not if you have a lot of knowledge about something, you should be sharing it. Because as Bobby Hemmett said, there, the secret is there are no secrets. The mystery is there are no secrets. Any and everything you need to know, you already have. And that is learning who thyself is. You know, the ancient, when the Greeks, you know, uh, Socrates and Hippocleus and all of them, when they were initiated, in Egypt or Kemet in black Egypt before, you know, before the Arabs came in, they took the saying back to their people, right? They took the saying back to the Greeks and the, and the Romans and the rest of Europe. And they said the saying was this, 
Believe in the gods if you must, but know thyself. You know, and what, what did they mean by something like that? Believe in the gods if you must. What they mean by that is they understood that people require something to get them through life. They require some type of belief, some type of hope to get them through life or they're going insane. You'll literally go crazy. Because you have no idea, you have forgot what this experience is about. You have forgotten what you are and who you are. You've forgotten that you actually exist outside of time. And this ego is what is experiencing time and drama and suffering and happiness and so on and so forth. And. But if you knew thyself, you wouldn't worry about those things. Those things would be, you know, they will come and go and you will under it's, you would understand that the ego is important to navigate this realm that we're in. Yes, it's very important. And it's not to say the ego is not needed because that's not the truth. The truth is the ego is needed to navigate. It's like a vehicle. You know, and that your soul is in to go from one place to another. And that place, that one place to the next place is experiences. And your ego is what filters out those experiences and dictates the experience that your soul actually wants to have. So all the experiences that you've had thus far have been, you know, indirectly or directly what your soul kind of wants to experience for the most part. Even your journey learn, you know, on your way back to the future, which is back to knowing thyself. You see. So to say all of that, to say that has been all of that, what I just spoke about has been on my mind and what I have been kind of tussling with within myself as I kind of went through my own stages, my seven stages of ego, you know, and as I spoke about the seven stages of ego last podcast I believe that was the last podcast I did was the stages of ego uh now I'm at a I'm at a space where I'm very intentional about everything I do you know starting a podcast last year it's a matter of fact it's about to be a year in uh in April I believe man time it just you know it's, it's, it's all this stuff is so fascinating, <laughs> but you know, it, it just lets me know that I'm on the correct path. You know, in a year I have done two things. I've kind of started a small business and a podcast in a time where they told us that we shouldn't be doing nothing. We should be locked down, idle, no movement at all. That's what that's what they thought. Because as I told you before, 2020 has was my best year ever. I turned 33 and it had which is a master number for those of you who are familiar with uh, numbers and what they mean. And for those of you who were curious, 
you know, who also may, you know, be into religions and things like that. Uh, Jesus was also 33 when everything, when all that drama went down, you know, he's crucified and so on and so forth. He was 33 because that 33 number is actually a master teacher. That number represents mastery. Not to say that I'm a master in any way. Uh, you know, my ego would like to think that, but my soul is, is a master, but I'm kind of somewhere in between. You know, I'll accept that at this point because I'm nowhere near where I feel as though I want to be, but I'm getting there. But the space that I am in now, I tell you about because I know that more of you can reach that space or even get beyond me. And that's what this is all about, you know, because I'm going to get there regardless. Whether you get there or not is, you know, that's all, that's up to you, but I'm going to get there. I'm already on my way. I'm already in the car. I'm already driving. Now, how long I've been driving, the duration of my, you know, my drive is irrelevant. You know, because again, as I said, we, we, the soul truly exists outside of time. And there's a few other things that exist outside of time as well. And that is beauty. For example, when you see something that is so, you know, so amazingly beautiful to you, time stops. You know, you didn't heard it in songs so many times. Oh, I looked at her and time stopped and I was just frozen and, you know, such and such. Because beauty also exists outside of time. True love also exists outside of time. And there are glimpses of true love that people do experience. Now, do I think people kind of, you know, maintain that? No, they do not. Do I think people really understand what true love is? No, I do not. Because a lot of the times the love that you think you had was really just ego attachment and ego attachment can be very powerful. It can make you feel like you're in love. It can, you know, a lot of people call it a honeymoon phase. A lot of people call it lust like, you know, but really it's just an attachment ship. It's not really even a relationship because, you know, in a relationship, that means that you relate to that person's soul. You're not relating to nobody's soul. You don't relate to this to person's soul that's next to you. You don't even know nothing about their soul because they don't even know nothing about their soul, most likely. So all of the, the relationships that we think that we had are just really ego attachment ships. Your ego is just attached to that person. That's all that is. You know, it's and it's and the way to prove that is you think that that person is yours. You know, when you when you're operating from a soul centric place, you understand that you own nothing in this world. You're connected to everything, but you own nothing. You don't own that person. That person not yours. You kind of understand that that person is their own. And you are your own. And the beauty of that is two people of their own accord, want to be with each other. 
not oh, okay you're with me now now you know you you're mine and nobody should be able to talk to you or look at you or do any of this or touch you all this non-ego attachment stuff you know that's like children you know you can't touch their toy even though you they're not even playing with it <laughs> but as soon as you pick it up they got a problem that's kind of how y'all you know how we act how y'all act in relationships you know so it is a beautiful thing and i and i hope that all of you who listen to this podcast or will heal this hear this podcast will find it within yourself to actually know the the viewer that's inside of you the true you the true self the self that's connected to everything because ego is just the idea of separate that you're separate from you know, it's just the idea that you are separated from the things that you want and desire in life, but you are truly are not. You know, because the spirit is enfolded into everything, even a rock at low levels. And this is the difference between, you know, when you get into, you know, this might be a whole nother topic or a whole nother podcast, but the levels of spirit unfolding happens throughout the universe and there's low levels and high levels and that's really when you talk about energy that's kind of really what you're talking about the rock has spirit energy it's very low that's why it's pretty much inanimate but it still has spirit energy because it's connected to the universe it's of the universe and everything in the universe has spirit energy and within that as you go up a level, you got the rock, then you got the cell. Then the cell has spirit energy, but see the spirit that's in the rock, when it envelops into a cell, that same spirit is there. Now you have a higher level of spirit within the cell. And then so on and so forth. The cell turns into, you know, I mean, the the cell turns into multiple cells, which turn into a plant, so on, so on, you know, animals, humans, all those things. And at the basic building block of it all is the atom, which carries all of the spirit potential. At the smallest point in the universe, the atom carries the highest potential because we're all everything around us in this time space is made of atoms. You know, and this is where, you know, you you chemistry folk come in or those of you who like chemistry or maybe you don't like chemistry. But this is where, you know, this is why chemistry is probably the most important science there is. Because this is the building blocks of all things. You know, hydrogen is the first element on the periodic table. One neutron, one proton, one electron. Right. All things in the universe are compound hydrogen atoms. Then you go to element number two. Which is just really just two hydrogen atoms put together. 
and so on and so forth, all the way up into, you know, oxygen is eight on the list, I believe. And that's eight hydrogen atoms put together. You know? So with all that, you know, I kind of went on a little tangent. I told you it was just going to be a little freestyle tonight. I, you know, I didn't, I was just happy to be back. I'm still happy to be back. And I just wanted to talk. You know, I don't get to talk about much things with other people, you know, because, you know, I don't I kind of keep a lot of this stuff to myself outside of my real close circle. And even with them, I don't really talk to them too much because we out here doing what it do. We out here starting businesses. We out here, you know, shout out to my boy Fuller. You know, if anyone is looking for a certified, nationally certified you know, firearm instructor. I got two. Two of my close friends are certified firearm instructors. You got Swift Shooters and Fuller Mag Defense. Look them up on Instagram. They there. Swift Shooters, Fuller Mag Defense. Yeah. You got, I mean, so... It really does, you know, and I'll say this last thing, you know, just in just the basic realm, just, you know, in real life, uh, it really does matter the people that you have around you. You know. A close friend of mine, also my cousin. You know, <laughs> this man is, you know, he came from the bottom for the most part, you know. And now he's he's almost making a hundred grand a year, you know, off of sheer determination. Just to know just the the drive that he has because he wanted to do more for himself first. And now his family is benefiting from that. Like this is the type of people you need to have around you. And you know, if the people you are are dirty, they're going to drag you down into the dirt. I mean, as simple as that, they don't necessarily have to be on a spiritual path, but if they're on a path of self-improvement, then that's important too. Because that in and of itself is a spiritual path because it's all connected. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and my little you know, my little rant for tonight and get ready for uh, the next couple of podcasts, which actually be topics that'll be covered. You know, I might go back and visit the welfare state, might go back to, you know, I think I will. Let me write these down. Welfare state. Okay. Unf- you know, what was the other one? Unfolding of spirit. Mm. So. Yeah, a couple, a couple there. So with that, you know, again, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. You know, thank you in advance for supporting Foresight Digital Bookstore. Uh, Again, by the time you hear this, there probably be a few more books added up there. There is one book that I that I uh, will be adding up there. Uh, It's pretty interesting. You know, I don't necessarily follow a organized religion but what i will say about those religions is this the premise and idea behind religion 
is for you to transcend the ego. That's what Jesus story was about. That's what the story in the Quran is about. That's what the Buddha is about. Siddhartha, as he turned into Buddha, that's what these things are about. The Krishna story, they all are intended for you to transcend the ego into learning thyself. If you can do that, if you can understand the stages of ego and understand what the ego is, you'll be able to understand any and all religion across the planet. Not one will be left out because that's what they're all about. To enter the kingdom of God, you got to do what? Transcend the ego. The kingdom of God is learning who you truly are and understanding that the true self is outside of the mind space. Time and space only exist in the mind. And your, your true soul stands outside of time and space. It stands outside of the mind. That's ego. So, uh, but the ebook that is going to be added, there's another one. It's called Christ Consciousness, the Ego and the Divine. Something around that, that effect. That'll be added up onto the Foresight Digital Bookstore. It's, it's an interesting read because the name, the title is a little, uh, the title is true to what the book is about because it talks about what Christ consciousness really is. It doesn't really have anything to do with the Nazarene per se. What it has to do is the state of mind that, you know, the story of Jesus was about and how you can get there because you can absolutely reach that space. And that's what that whole story was about. But a lot of us take it literally and they think that, you know, it's about some, you know, some being coming to save you. It, yes, but in a way where saving you and telling you that you can also reach this level. By doing the work on the ego, doing learning thyself and what you are and who you are. And know that you are not separate from the things that you think you desire. Because, again, your, can, your true self is connected to all things. And that's how you manifest. Because it's not that you're really truly manifesting it. What you're doing is remembering that it is a part of you. And when you remember something is a part of you, then it comes to you. It appears like it's supposed to. And that's what really this is all about. So I hope I was, you know, kind of explaining that. Right. I feel like I was. But, you know, like I said, if you are, if any of you have any questions, you know, going forward, please write the podcast. You know, the email is in the show notes. Uh, we have a. IG page, you can ask a questionnaire in the DMs. It's all there to contact any topics you want to hear. You know, as I said, any questions, any comments, leave, you know, any comments, you can leave them on the uh, apps that you get the podcast, you know, whether it's Apple Podcasts app or 
SoundCloud or Spotify, you know, all of those avenues. You have about four or five avenues to reach the podcast with any questions and concerns, comments. Uh, so they all monitored and they will be responded to. So with that, that'll end this freestyle. I'm back. We're back. You know, more life to everyone out there. Matter of fact, be safe, but be destructive as well. Destroy those things in your way. Destroy those things in your path. Destroy that ego that's in your way of finding the love that you want. That's finding the courage that you need to do whatever it is that you want. Destroy those things and create the life that you want. Stay dangerous. Be safe within yourself and learn and know thyself. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Frankly Speaking Podcast. And like and subscribe, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, also Spotify. I'll also be placing the show notes in the bottom of the podcast. So when you find it, wherever you pick up the podcast on any of those three platforms, like again, leave a like, leave us, you know, subscribe so you know when the new episodes are coming. But also what you'll find in the show notes are links to the podcast email if you want to communicate. Also, you'll find the link to the Foresight Digital Bookstore as well. Thank you so much. See you on the next episode.